if you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world, world of, of food. food. First, did you hear Pepsi launched a new soda? It's called Starry Lemon Lime. The propaganda totally cracks me up, especially, Kev, because <laughs> you've known people who do this kind of stuff for a living. They write this stuff. Yeah. It's for the consumer who is simultaneously optimistic about the future and brings a sense of irreverence to their everyday. <laughs> which, which, first of all, don't you don't you love being referred to as a consumer? Yeah, like that—that's what your purpose in living is to consume. consume. I consume. Give me, give me, give me. I, I don't like it when they refer to us Speaking as consumers. Speaking of consuming, second in the world of food, did you hear Girl Scout cookie season has begun? Raspberry Rally is the new flavor this year, but they have all your old favorites. Does it ever end? Girl Scouts cookie season. Not for those of you who stock up and put them in the freezer. You guys are set for all year. And finally, in the world of food, scientists revealed the most contaminated thing in your kitchen. You want to guess what it is, Kev? Most contaminated is the... Uh, the washcloth thing you the, the you used to wash the dishes. I would have guessed that too. Yeah, because a stun- like sponge, if you're not careful, can get stinky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it is your spice containers. What? You know, you're trying to grab them in the middle of cooking or seasoning oh, meat, oh. and so it's yeah, best to wipe them down occasionally. I get that. That mm-hmm. makes sense, right? Coming up in just a minute, does it seem like that it's impossible to track down your kids? You know, get them to respond to your texts. <laughs> Coming up, wait till <laughs> you hear what this mom resorted to. Does it seem like it's impossible to track down your kids, you know, get them to respond to your text? Oh, my gosh. Well, wait till you hear yes. what this mom <laughs> resorted to. Cha-Cha is a single mom, lives in Chicago, and she desperately needed her 11-year-old daughter, Mira, to defrost a lasagna before she got home. But the kid wouldn't answer the phone, wouldn't respond to her texts. So mom had to track her, track her down inside a video game instead. What? She popped into Roblox, <laughs> sent a direct message telling her to take the lasagna and garlic bread out of the freezer for dinner, and it worked. In fact, uh, little Mira, short for miracle, mm-hmm. she was driving a car in the video game and had to pull the car over so she could go to the refrigerator in real life and get out the lasagna and the garlic bread. Okay. I just sent, I, as you were doing this story, I thought I'm, we're going to do an on-air test. I texted two of my daughters. And I, oh. don't think, I don't think they're listening right now. And I just, same text, just says, hey, girl. Do oh, it. I'll text two of my, I have 11 nieces and nephews. I text them the same thing. Say, text two of them, like, hey, girl, or hey, boy, or whatever. And that's it. Just leave it at that and see if they respond. Like, what's up? So, but, hey, girl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, hey, so girl, I, I just did one niece. I'm not doing the one that responds all the time. That was, uh, okay, mark the time, so and we'll who see. Who should I do? We'll oh, see I'll do this one. How long, if ever, <laughs> that they text back, okay? All right. All right. Clock's hey ticking right now. All right, I just got them both sent. All right, mark the time. So we're doing a little on-air experiment to see how long it will take some of the younger people in our lives to text us back. I texted two of my daughters. Mm-hmm. Taylor, you texted a couple of your nieces with the same yes. message. Just, hey, girl. Hey, girl. To see if they'll respond like, what's up? Or, hey. I just got one. I just got a response. All right. Hang on to that. We want, I want to know the, the age and who it is in just a minute. Okay. I still have not gotten any, not a blip from, from my daughters. We're going to talk more about this. And we'd love to hear from you. Is it impossible to get your kids to text you back? Give us a call. So if you're just tuning in, we're doing an on-air experiment. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys, but it seems like it's impossible to get anyone under the age of like 25 to text you back. Yeah. They just don't do it for some reason. I don't know why. So we're doing an on-air experiment, and it has been 11 minutes since I texted my daughter Amber and my daughter April with a very simple phrase. 
hey girl. No yeah. response. Not nothing. Not a hey dad. Not what's up. Not a thumbs up. No, no, nothing. Yeah. How about you? You texted I, a couple I texted of your nieces. a niece that is a freshman in college. Uh-huh. And I texted an, another niece that is, she's currently engaged, getting married in September. Okay. And she has a very, like, high-pressure job, and she gets up at 4.30 in the morning. Okay. She's glued to her phone because of her job. Yeah. She responded in five minutes. <laughs> and she said, not only that, but she's on a treadmill right now, <laughs> trying to multitask. But she's got to be near her phone anytime this wow. executive that I she mean, works for it needs her. You you kind of set yourself up for success there because yeah. you knew she'd be checking. That's why I, t- I chose two very different. Now, if I had chosen my niece who um, is in high school still, mm-hmm. I probably would not have gotten try her. Try her yet. right now. Okay. Send her one right now to even All things right. up here because you, right. you, you set yourself up for success there. Yeah, which I, I'm impressed by, but that that clearly was. I just thought maybe she'd be so busy with her boss that she wouldn't have time. All right, so this is Ava. Oh, well, and one of the funny hey things too is is if um if like particularly my daughter Amber, if she sends me a TikTok or something and mm-hmm. I don't respond, mm-hmm. she'll be like, Dad, what's wrong? Why didn't you respond to that? Wasn't that funny? <laughs> but, but if you do it but, in reverse, yeah, in reverse, she's like, Dad, I'm busy. I, if you like, haven't heard, I have a job. I'm a professional. I was trying to tell one niece. I was like, um, I was trying to say it politically correct. I was like, could you, could you at least heart it, so I know that you at least read what I like, sent you, me feel all a the gushy bit stuff I texted. Like a complete loser, please. <laughs> Doing a little on-air experiment. We uh, texted a couple of a uh, couple of younger people. I texted two of my daughters with just a very simple text, "Hey, girl," to see if they would respond back. Uh, you texted two nieces. You kind of set yourself up for success with the one, one of that's them. glued to her it's phone. Her job; she has to have her phone with her all the time. So. Yeah, and then I, now I've texted two other nieces that are sisters. Okay, and, and? there's nothing. And I, I may or may not have cheated on this. And made my own rule mm-hmm. after the "Hey, girl." I went back and I added, "What do you want for your birthday?" Oh my gosh, that they is both totally have cheating! Birthdays next that month. You can che- you do, it, do it with your daughter no, Amber. Her birthday's I, next month too. I don't have to because she responded. One of, one of them texted back. Now I want you to guess. My daughter Amber, middle child, overachiever. Uh, my youngest daughter April, she's just kind of like light and the easy breezy light and bre- easy peasy light and breezy she's just kind of skating through life which one do you think got back to me with the hey girl did text? the easy breezy one have to go to work today she did then it was her but they both had to go to work today so it was april are you sure yes you're right it was april <laughs> <laughs> she she texted back texted back hey what's up <laughs> so i texted back a picture of marco our dog and I put love you. <laughs> <laughs> Not you're part of an on air experiment. Right. I don't want to do that. By the way, For, this all started because the lady had to reach her daughter to defrost the lasagna through a video game because <laughs> her daughter wouldn't respond to her text. But I've pretty much solidified with April because of this that she won't respond again in the, in the future. <laughs> yeah, you just did the cry wolf thing. Right. Taylor, a buddy of mine, we're talking a few days ago about a family member, a family member of his. Asked him to borrow some money. And he was like, hey, have you ever done that before? Lent money to a family member? What do you think I should do? It was a pretty pretty good amount of money. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like 20 bucks. It was like $500 they wanted to borrow. Um, and I said, well, before you say another word, we have, Trace, first of all, Trace and I, we, we when we got married, we said we are never going to borrow money 
from our family. We're never going to ask for help. We're, we're going to gut it out and do it ourselves. And mm-hmm. and for some reason, we were able to do that. And I know a lot of folks can't. And, and thank goodness they have family members that can help. And, and we've helped our kids in that way before. And, and we want them to come to us. Um, but we, that's something we never did. But And we have loaned money to family members. I said, here's my advice. No matter how much it is, if it's $20, $200, or $2,000, you have to give it to them with the expectation that you're never going to get it back. Yeah. They're not going to pay it back. And you have to it's make... A gift. Right. You have to, in your head, say, I'm not ever going to make this awkward or uncomfortable for them. Mm-hmm. And if they bring it up, like, hey, I've been meaning to pay you back, you've got to just say, like, oh, that's okay. You know, get it to me when you can. Yeah. Um, I'm in a situation like that like that right now with, uh, with, with a family member mm-hmm. who I paid a bill for someone. I've done it twice now. And I did it knowing... First time I did it, I paid the bill for one month. It was a cell phone bill. And the next time I did it, I was like, I'm just, it's a prepaid thing. I'm just going to pay two months because I don't want them coming back to me in another month saying, hey, can you help me out? The and, other thing. And they promise over and over again they're yeah. going to pay back. And I know they're never going to. And it's totally okay. And I keep going, oh, forget about it. Don't worry about it. The other thing I've observed uh, from uh, watching other people with stuff like this is you as husband and wife have to be on the same page and don't do it without consulting your spouse. Mm -hmm. And uh, when a family member borrowing money can bring up a lot of stuff. In fact, money is one of the things that causes some of the most troubles in marriage. And Oh, it reminds me of, we got to tell you about uh, the family life today. Weekend to remember is launching all over the USA right now. And and you think about mm. it, we, we're like, we know exactly when it's time to change the oil in our car. Like mm-hmm. we're, we spend more time maintaining our car than working on our marriage. <laughs> and so if you really want to get no to kidding. that point where you feel like your soulmates, not just roommates, mm. a weekend to remember is going to be so cool. Like Kevin and his wife, Tracy have gone, oh, I've it. gone with we my husband, Glenn, it. and uh, you're going to find it so rejuvenating for your relationship. We went, uh, we went in Florida. We went, uh, it was like coastal where we went. So it was a nice getaway. And they, they have a date night as part of the weekend, I remember. And we went and had dinner right along the water. It was fantastic. And you can get more info. There's probably one happening around you, or you could take a trip like we did, 75 different locations. Um, and you can get more details at weekendtoremember.com. That's weekendtoremember.com. Have you had a busy start to 2023? Coming up, the, the answer to this question then for us. Are your Christmas decorations still up? (laughs) Hey, have you had a busy start to 2023? So answer this question. Are your Christmas decorations still up? (laughs) 41% of Americans said they still have some of their Christmas decorations up. And 17% still have all of them up. Hmm. The poll also asked people for the latest month it's acceptable to have your Christmas decorations up. And 50% said January. So... I guess there's still three more weekends to make that deadline. I was surprised they took the uh, decorations in the studio down. Uh, I'm not even sure who put them up, but they're down as of today, except for our manger scene. Stays that we, up. we put that up uh, 22 years ago when we started the radio station. First Christmas yeah. we were here, and no one's ever taken, yeah. it, taken it down. It's My Christmas decorations <laughs> are all up. No kidding. I took down a few outside because I didn't want to get a, a letter, a nasty letter from my HOA. <laughs> There's still a few lights on the bushes. Huh. And um, all of my indoor lights are still up. And I think I'm going to leave them up because, you know, my dad passed away and it's been crazy. Hmm. And my niece is coming to visit this weekend. And I just think it'll be fun to have Christmas lights hey, while she's not? here. Why so not? I'm like, we And they're kind of a winter wonderland theme. So I think I can kind of get away with it. We took ours down uh, last weekend. And we got all done. Boom. One day. We got one one and done. 
I was so proud of us. I'm just glad I'm not the only one that have mine still up. <laughs> right, you, can... like, you guys join the club with me. Everyone let that be your litmus. As long as Taylor has hers up, <laughs> you can at least say that. Well, Taylor still has hers yeah. up. Yeah. Remember the, the year I went through the motions of let's go, let's like start a movement where we all have snowflake flake lights up the whole month of January. Mm-hmm. I tried to start a trend nationwide. It didn't work, <laughs> but I tried. Well, dream big. <laughs> I, I'm just going to try again. I have snowflake pillows on my front porch. Yeah. And well, how long will they stay? The month of January till I switch to the Valentine ones. Yeah. And then Did after, I just sound like Chicago? Valentine. After Valentine, do you switch to... Uh, St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day. And then, then I have what? Easter ones. And then what? Uh, then I just go to like... Oh, I might do red, white, and blue for Memorial Day. Okay. And then I switch to just generic like springtime-ish. Okay. And then I go back to 4th of July. And then fall? Uh, I have fall wreath. Yeah. Okay. These are, you just listed what, about 15 different changes of pillows? It's so easy, yeah. Stuff that, stuff that no guy would ever buy or think about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think my husband notices the pillows on the rocking chairs. But does it make chairs. you happy when you Makes walk on your porch? Makes me very happy. Say, yeah, there you yeah. go. It's good expense. I was just teasing Taylor about the number of decorative pillows that she has for her front porch. Thankfully, it's all the same pillow. I just changed the covers. Okay, okay. So it doesn't take up much room at all. But as as I'm mocking you, I'm thinking, we've got a little bit of a pillow controversy going on at our house with decorative pillows. I'll tell you about it next. Okay, so something that happens when you you get married, gentlemen, is you're going to realize all of a sudden you had a need that you didn't know. And it's a need for pillows. (laughs) Decorative pillows. Yes. Decorative pillows. Pillows on your bed. When you go to bed at night, you're going to have to stack the pillows neatly. Neatly, those are expensive. But like we have on our bed, uh-huh. there's like 10 decorative pillows. One, two, three, four. There are we have six. Four functional and then six decorative. We have four that could be functional. Yeah. But they have pretty um, shams on. They're called shams. So Glenn's kept. not allowed to touch um, them. <laughs> I'm the one who puts them on, you know, stacks them. Are your hands clean? Because I go to bed first. I've heard that with our, our curtains, which brings me to. Oh, yeah. You don't want to have lotion all over your hands right, when you're closing the curtains. Brings me to the pillows because we. We had um, we had custom window treatments done for our house. It was something Tracy really, really wanted. So we put away money. We saved, saved, saved. Then we finally said, all right, let's get them done. And the lady that did them for us did a great job. And she said, would you like me to do some uh, pillow covers? It'll match. It'll be, look great. It'll match your... So we're like, great. Yeah, mm, absolutely. <laughs> no, she didn't. It was like, I'll do those for you. Like, oh. As a, you know, like a... Toss it in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess that was part of her pitch because we were getting estimates and... You know, ideas from other people. Okay. So anyhow, we get these pillows, and they're they're Tracy put them in these big Ziploc storage bags because they're for when company comes, right? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Well, the other day, she goes, you know what? I'm I'm just going to put them out all the time. Awesome. Why are we Life's not enjoying short. these? Life's too short. Let's put them out. Yeah. Here's the problem. I said, what about Cesare? Our dog Cesare loves to chew on the corners of pillows, like any time, and it's only new ones. You put the new pillows out. Probably he's like, and you'll 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 see the stuffing coming out of the corner. I said, Mm -hmm. are you willing? Because if you put, you know, it's going to happen. This is not a situation where you're like, oh, we'll keep an eye on it; it'll be okay. No, it will happen. He Mm -hmm. will do it. Are you okay with that? And she was like, I'm going to need to think about this. (laughs) So the pillows are still in the Ziploc storage and waiting for the. I mean, we did. We had company at Christmas. We didn't get them out. Why? 
Because Cesare. No, because we had decorative Christmas pillows out. <laughs> Goodness. You guys are way more fancy than us. I'm telling you, this whole pillow thing, and that's why I'm saying, guys, young men, if you are if you are engaged, if you're engaged, if you're if you're at that point in your relationship where you're engaged, you're not married yet, this is coming. You don't you don't see it coming, but it is on its way. You will have more decorative <laughs> pillows than you ever thought anyone would ever need. So we're talking about, and, and this is funny, you never think when you're, like, if you could talk to your 15-year-old version of yourself, hey, one day your decorative pillows are going to be a major theme of your life. You'd be like, what? <laughs> what? No, they're not. No, no, I'm way too cool for that. That is not rock and roll. I will not care about decorative pillows. It's but you so funny. Anytime I talk to you and, and hear about you and Tracy's lives, yeah. from where you like to eat out to how you decorate your house, mm-hmm. I feel so boring because here's my deal. I have a problem with decorative commitment. <laughs> and so, like, my shams are from a half-off sale at Pottery Barn. Yeah. The little colored pillows on my bed are from that store, that giant store at home. They were nine ninety nine yeah. each. Okay. Same thing with my throw pillows in the living room, because here's what I did. I went, oh, my curtains. Two for 50 bucks at Kohl's.com. Two panels for 50 bucks. Yeah. And I, I think what it is, is I'm like, okay, well, this is the deal. If I go affordable and I get sick of that color, voila, mm-hmm. I can replace mm-hmm. it in like 10 years and it's not that big of an expense. Whereas like that. to commit to like, like you said, like custom made draperies. Yeah. I don't think I could do it. Mm. I just, cause like I registered for China when I got married Yeah, and we ate off of it like once. And so when we moved, I gave it away to my sister-in-law. She loves it. She's got oh. it in a China cabinet oh. and the whole deal. Speaking of China, we have uh, we have special fancy Christmas plates. They're, <laughs> I do not have Christmas they're plates. They're really cool. They're big. They're, they're uh, like bone white in the middle. And then they have a big red trim around the outside and then gold around the outside. They're really cool looking. We use them for uh, for Christmas. And then Tracy and I, if we stay home for Valentine's, we'll use them for that. But those are our Christmas plates. Now, our silverware is silver. The trim around the plates is gold. Apparently, Tracy has reached her limit. She can no longer tolerate that. We waited till after Christmas and there was a sale. We got a whole set of gold forks and knives to use only with oh, those plates wow. only on Christmas Day. My mother-in-law has a dish fetish. And like her pantry is full of dishes. There's not one morsel of food in there. It's all dishes. dishes, And then she shoves some of the food in the cabinets. So maybe her and uh, her and my mother-in-law, Dorothy, would get along. This kind of thing. So we've got our china that we got when we got married. We've got the Christmas plates that we use only at Christmas. Um, The the minimalist thinking that my son, who is 30, 30, just turned 31. My son, who is 31, he's minimalist. Like, I don't want stuff. I don't want stuff. When we talk about all the plates we have, you can see them start to twitch. <laughs> <laughs> cannot compute. No, cannot just, relate. Like his frame of mind on how to live life is completely different yeah. from all the stuff that we like to have. Isn't that funny? Hey, you know how kids keep jumping to different social media platforms to get away from their parents? Uh, that That's why, Mom and Dad, you need to know about this new gas app. Teens can anonymously see who likes them. And more on the hottest new social app for students. In fact, um, they can compliment or, you know, gas up their friends or secret crushes. One in three teens already have this app. So I can't wait to ask my nieces Mm. if they have it or not. The challenge, of course, is if the app gets used for bullying. Right. You know, the compliments are nice, but also I would be worried about, um, I'll just say, I'll call creepers getting Mm. on the app. 
Yeah. And complimenting someone and then compliments make you like, oh, wow, they like me. And right, right. Then you become vulnerable. Yeah. Ooh, so excited. Are you in the mood for a really cool story of a restaurant's overnight success? Coming up, wait till you hear what fueled it. Hey, this is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day. Good news. Man, this is such an incredible story. I know you, you're going to love this, Kev, because you and your wife used to always watch that TV show, Restaurant Impossible. Yeah, uh, I love well, that show. Frank opened a pizza parlor in Las Vegas called Frankinson's, and he's got like the green <laughs> monster. Uh, things were rough. He was lucky if he did $400 a day in business. Mm. But that all changed when a guy named Keith wandered in. He's super popular reviewing food on TikTok. The video has been viewed more than 22 million times. And people from all over the world are coming to eat there now. Frank said he sold more lemon pepper wings in the last two days. And he's made more garlic knots in the past yesterday than in the past four months wow and because this was his dream he gets really emotional about it it's been a blessing this restaurant has been a dream of mine for 30 years isn't Aww. that so sweet he was crying through the whole tv wow. interview he's so touched that one tiktok going viral could that. turn everything all around i'm happy for him yeah. if, you, if you ever go to vegas you have to make a point Go to Frankenson's. Get to get you some pizza. I have a rather bizarre question for you today. Uh, what is something in your house mm-hmm. that you're using? It's it's very useful, mm-hmm. but it was not its original intent. Mm-hmm. But you're using it for something else. I'll tell you what we're doing. It's pretty bizarre. I'll tell you about it in just a minute. You have something in your house that is super useful. You guys use it all the time, but it's not serving its original purpose. Like, I don't know, a lot of people have like a bowl by the door and they all throw their keys in it, for example. um, Some people, the the toilet scrubber, they use it as a back scratcher. Oh, gross. (laughs) They don't. That was just really funny. (laughs) If you use your toilet scrubber as a back scratcher, you. Might be a redneck. You might need a dermatologist. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's something that we've been using that was not its original intent, but it's really serving a great purpose. And here's the deal. Um, You know, our dog, our beloved Alex the Wonder Mutt, was the most spoiled dog in the world. We miss her every day. And one of the things my husband did for her was buy her. She had not one, not two, but three dog beds. And he claimed that she needed to have one when we were all in the living room together. And then he she needed to have one where she monitored him while he worked from home. Mm-hmm. So there was mm-hmm. one in the office. Well, there are these giant dog beds. And most of the stuff we had from her, because Glenn wanted to take a break from dogs, we gave to family members who have dogs. Okay. But we kept these ginormous dog beds. We didn't really know someone who would want them. And so we had some friends come stay the weekend And the one little girl really wanted to stay right in front of the gas fireplace. That's where she wanted to be parked. Okay. And it's hard. It's hard marble. It's hard wood floors. And so I was like, I know. I'll get out Alex's dog beds. (laughs) I got them out, put them in front of the fireplace. The kids loved them. And one of them looked back at my husband and said, these are really comfortable. And he goes... They're Tempur-Pedic, which they really are, <laughs> Tempur-Pedic dog beds. And so I was wondering if you're doing something similar in your family where you've got something that is not serving its original purpose mm. at all, but it's very useful. Mm, Give yeah. us a call. So you were talking about stuff that you use that was not its original intent or yeah. purpose. Um, I couldn't think of anything at work but or at home, but there was something at work years ago. The first radio station I ever worked at the, the budget at this place was so low, mm-hmm. we did not have a microwave. 
Okay. I mean, I've never worked anywhere else where there wasn't a microwave. Yeah, that's and, rough because, you know, break room or whatever. all of us love our frozen meals. Yeah, and I was doing uh, overnights. It was my first job in radio. So I'm on from midnight, sometimes 11 p.m. till 6 o'clock in the morning. You get hungry. Oh, so yeah. I'd always take, I would take a full-blown meal with me and eat it at like 3 o'clock in the morning. But there's no microwave. So I would put whatever Tracy had made for dinner, I would put it in aluminum foil. And there was, you remember the old coffee makers? Where uh, it was a pot, right? You had to pour the water through and it would go through the filter. Mm-hmm. And then there were warming trays on top. So you could make a pot, put the pot on top and keep it warm. Oh, and I've make seen another. those at a restaurant before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, very old school, right? Um, I would turn the warming tray on and put the aluminum foil leftovers on the warming tray for about 20 minutes. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> and it would warm them up. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? I, that's how I would have hot It's like, food. I mean, in dorm rooms, you used to have hot plates. Right. So, so was, you made your own. It was my own my own hot plate. Were people you know like I mean? so blown if they smell, like if someone got there in the morning and they were like, it smells so good in here. What did you, how did no, you make one food? One time somebody made coffee and it smelled like marinara. <laughs> that <laughs> was, a, yeah, that was a little weird. <laughs> So uh, this is a big heads up because, you know, we, uh, we're all about trying to help everybody stay safe. And my wife had an experience the other day I wanted to share with you so you can look out for yourself. Um, she had pulled into a grocery store, just pulled in in the parking spot, and she was on the phone with me. She pulled into the parking spot, put the car in park, did, but the car was still running. So it has those automatic locks that when you turn it off, it opens up. She pulls in, puts the car in park. She hears somebody trying to open the passenger door. No. And she looked over, and the guy saw her make eye contact, and he, like, jogged away. And she said he went to the other side of the parking lot, and she goes, I don't, I think that guy thought this was his car. And then she goes, wait a minute. If he thought it was his car, why would he be trying the passenger right. side? Uh-oh. Why Why would he do that? Um, so she's convinced that, that there's a thing going on where people wait for you to pull in. Mm-hmm. Put the car in park, open because ladies always. Where do you put your purse when you get in the car? Most women put it on the seat side, passenger beside seat, them. right? Yeah, that I he, keep mine tucked over by me by the driver's side door for people to pull in, open the door, grab your purse, and run. Yikes! So she thinks she was a potential, but not a victim because mm. she just happened to be talking to me. But if it had been you know like a normal day, she put it in park, turn it off, and she yeah. thinks her purse would have been gone. So I, I told my mom her, about that. I said, "Is he far away from you?" And she said, "Yeah." And I said. Stay and watch him. See if he does it again. Mm-hmm. And if he does, call that grocery store or call the police and say, hey, there's a guy mm-hmm. trying to get in the cars. You don't have to confront him or anything. But she was so shook by the whole thing. She she was like, I'm not. I'm sorry, I'm not staying. I don't feel safe. I'm taking off. Aww. Which, by the way, if, if that's ever the case, absolutely take off. Yeah. Um, but I just wanted to share that with you guys as a heads up. Yeah, I'm glad you did. could be a thing. So when It happens at gas stations a lot. Yeah, and it's places where you, you generally, you know, you go to your favorite grocery store. No, nothing's going to happen there, right? You feel totally safe. It's a familiar environment and stuff. So just keep your head up and, and maybe like, where do you put your purse? I tuck mine right next to me in the, on the driver's between side the, door. Okay. Between the door and my hip. Yeah, so then and just um, you know, be alert when you pull into that spot. But there's always people walking around. It's like, mm-hmm. how are you going to know if somebody's going to try to do that? But yeah. just keep your heads up. How would you like to improve your relationships? Coming up, use the magic 5 to 1 ratio. Hmm. How would you like to improve your relationships? Just use the magic 5 to 1 ratio. Okay, what is Apparently, that mean? all happy partnerships from professional to romantic follow this simple but powerful formula. Okay. For every negative interaction during conflict, 
Okay. A stable and happy relationship has five or more positive interactions. For example, in a marriage, a simple eye roll or raised voice counts as a negative interaction. A quick joke to diffuse tension, squeezing your other half's hand, or listening closely when your partner vents about his or her day all constitute a positive interaction. The important thing isn't the scale of the gesture. Sorry, florists. Uh, it's their reliability and their frequency of the positivity okay. between the two of you. All right. I, I have sympathy for the wives that are listening right now. Because the amount of eye rolling my wife has done over the course of our relationship is well deserved. <laughs> how can I be upset? How can that be a negative experience? Because I know when the dust settled. Okay, I, I had that one coming. So just for now on, when she rolls her eyes at you, you can view that as a positive flirting. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, there we go. There, you there go. we go. <laughs> wow, she's really flirting a lot today. <laughs> I don't think I'm alone, Taylor. You know, we were just talking about the you need five positive experiences for every one negative experience. And to you have s- a happy relationship. Yeah, and, and yeah. you said eye rolling is considered a negative experience. But in my experience being married for almost 35 years now, the ratio of eye rolls, Tracy rolling her eyes at things I say or my behavior compared to me rolling my eyes at her... It's like a hundred to one. <laughs> and I can't, we cannot be the only ones where the ratio is that high that the husband's behavior and things that he says causes more eye rolls than the wife. Is it the same thing with you guys? Does this sound familiar? We'd love to hear from you. Tell us what's going on in your relationship. Hey, Joel, it's Kevin and Taylor, and we're talking about how in a marriage relationship, the husband is responsible for way more eye rolls than the wife. Oh, I definitely earn at least 95% in our household. <laughs> <laughs> and I am 100% responsible for every eye roll of my teenager. <laughs> <laughs> dad jokes alone, so, right? <laughs> oh, the dad jokes, they've got to stick. Why but, is yeah, that? Why, so, why are we, it's in our DNA as men to cause the women in our lives that we love dearly to roll their eyes at us. I think it's something to do with the fact that uh, we make light of situations that other people find more serious. We just don't freak out as much over certain things, and I know that uh, garners a lot of the eye rolls in my house. It's yeah. just the fact that I'm calm while everybody else is in a panic, and then everybody's looking at me like, okay. Tracy will roll her eyes at me when I try to justify something that I've spent money on. That was totally irresponsible, right. but I'm trying to like convince her that it was a great idea. <laughs> I just try to close my eyes while we're having this conversation, so I don't have to see the eye roll. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, if you don't see it, it's not happening. Hey, thanks for calling. You guys sound like a great family. Yeah, we we love life. It's uh, it's fun. So I, I'll admit it. You know what we're talking about is that husbands cause more eye rolls in a relationship than wives cause eye rolls. And it, yeah, in, in my, with me and Tracy, I deserve them. I that ninety five percent of them are justified. Five uh, percent of them that that I don't think are justified. She could probably throw the red flag and get a mm-hmm. get a uh, instant replay review and. I don't know if they come down on her side. I don't know if I make my husband roll his eyes, but I definitely make him shake his head way more (laughs) than he does to me. And the way he handles it, he's the sweetest, kindest, most patient, amazing husband a woman could ask for. Yeah. And every time I call him and you're any, it's like, you're not going to believe this. You're not going to believe this. He just says, he'll go, boy, 
Being married to you, there's never a dull moment. <laughs> it's always funny, entertaining, and an adventure. And I'm like, but I don't want to be entertaining. <laughs> I don't want to have another thing that I need help with That's or what that I, I always tell my did wife wrong. That, um, and Tracy, um, she she had bright red hair um, until she let it go. She let it go gray over uh, over the COVID lockdown stuff. But because of the red hair, I'd tell her, but my life is a Lucy skit. Mm-hmm. Right down to the red hair. My yeah. life is nothing but but a Lucy skit with you. So and that's one of the things that makes marriage great, right? You know, like in the moment, like when you when you took out your garage door. I didn't take it out. I barely I bumped it. What what was Glenn's it went, reaction? It only went up halfway. But what was Glenn's reaction? Shook his head. No, I thought was it maybe it was something else you did where he he said like uh, I need you like, to step away. I need you to go away. That was when he was banging out the dings. That was that was when that was when the garage door closed on his beloved mountain bike, oh. and then dented and went back up because hey, it was you, like, oh. If you guys can make it through that, you made it through anything. Yeah, <laughs> take, out the, take out the man's mountain bike. He could live with you taking out the garage door, but not the bike. <laughs> not his bike. I I just wish there had been a ring camera at that time so we could see him going i need you i kept saying walk away i'm really really sorry do you want me to help can i bring you some water can i can (laughs) and he just finally goes i need you to go inside (laughs) and he's never spoken to me like that before and i was like "Uh uh-oh i've done it now what a great moment i love it has enough time passed that you could bring it up with him tonight oh yeah Uh, totally it's been a long time he's feeling about it now